You're listening to You Don't Know Jackson. This podcast is actually nothing to do with sports. It's a cultural learning project. It really is. Jackson, who was born and raised in America, you wouldn't know that by how many movies he's seen. When it starts coming to people, he just checks out. I did some research. Congratulations. Is there anything to like about this show? Uh, I gave it a 4.5 out of 10. What? This podcast is absolute beauty. I've never heard this before. People need to just chill out. He's going to be here for a while. You're listening to You Don't Know Jackson. Jackson. Welcome back to the You Don't Know Jackson podcast. This is episode 192. This is week seven of the NFL show. Uh, back with my co-host Charles as every week. Um, you got an extra game of separation in our picks this week. So that's... Uh, we, we had had... What we've been doing since actually every week. This is the first week we've not had two exactly two different picks. Um, you got both of them week one, and then we had split every single week since then. So to spice it up a little bit. Um, I picked both Monday night games differently from you. You got both of the Monday night games. I got the one game we picked differently on Sunday. So it's a three game lead now. Um, we're gonna jump into all the picks for week seven. And everything that happened. There was a lot that happened uh, this week. There is a lot to go through. Um, so unfortunately for us, we have to start with Thursday night football, Giants Eagles. I mean, okay, at least it's actually happening on Thursday. Right. Well, right? I, I've got, I've, I have a great, not that I really need an excuse to not watch Thursday night football. Like even with nothing else happening, no other sports on, no responsibilities. Like I would skip this anyway, but at least I have like my mom's birthday to get me out of it. Like to really get me out of it. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, it is not my mother's birthday, but I will still not be watching. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I would hope not. I would hope, like, you have something better to do. Like, I hope we all have something better to do than I mean, look, watch this atrocity have, of a football uh, game. If you have access to, like... The internet. Right. Like, <laughs> YouTube. Just spend two hours on, like, surfing random videos on YouTube. Yeah, so... What out of this game. Yeah, this afternoon I uh, I watched a 35-minute video that was um, the intro to all 53 Super Bowls uh, compilation. That's better than watching Giants-Eagles. Yeah, um, let's see. Like, Okay, so Fox has the Thursday night game this week. Um, yeah, NCIS. Fucking sure. I'd rather watch that. <laughs> right? Like, and I keep in mind. I'm not into NCIS. Yeah. Like, at all. That, that, that's the show my great aunt watches. Mm-hmm. I'd rather watch that than the, the game we're talking about. I think I'd probably agree with you. It then leads into FBI, which, so I guess Thursday night is their law enforcement night, I guess. Um. Oh, wait, no, sorry. This is Tuesday. I'm looking at what they do. Isn't, isn't, there like a, isn't there like a presidential debate on Thursday night? Um, yes, there is. Okay. Well, oh, God. I think this I'd rather watch the football game. Be I, was say, I think I'd rather watch the Giants-Eagles game. <laughs> the leading to the presidential debate, though, is Big Brother. So. Okay, well, I'd absolutely rather watch Big Brother. There, That's for sure. Um, yes. And then switch over to the football game at, you know, halftime. Yeah, yeah. That, that's probably better than the debate. Yeah. Well, okay. I guess we should really quickly uh, mention. So the Giants managed to beat uh, Washington. Um, 
they they nearly blew it several times. Uh, they ended up getting a fumble recovery for a touchdown that was the uh, winning score late in the game. Uh, Washington scored on the last possession, then went for two to try to end it in regulation. Uh, thank you to Washington for not sending this that putrid game into overtime. I don't think anybody could have uh, stood that. So I'm glad they uh, decided to, one way or another, end it in regulation. Uh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm normally all for the idea of go for two in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because I generally believe that coaches should, you know, have faith in their team. Um, I'm not sure Washington made the smart decision for them to win, but they absolutely made the smart decision for, you know, having an entertaining product. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, I mean, it just makes sense to go for two in that situation regardless, I think, for the most part. I mean, you're, you, have, you have a chance to win the game from the two-yard line as opposed to having to drive the length of the field again. I mean, it's pretty simple when you look at it that way. Uh, yeah. When you watch the play, uh, you know Kyle Allen rolls out to his left. He lo- it looked like he had a wide open end zone if he had just taken off from the beginning, but he waited like three seconds to see if anybody was open and then tried running it. And by that point, it was way too late. Um, I think he could have gotten in if he took off immediately. But, he, but again, really, who cares who won that game? Um, so the Giants get their first one of the season. Uh, everybody in the East has at least one win. There's one team with two wins. That's the state of the division. The division is 5-18-1. and one. There's uh, also a team with a tie because, you know, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, uh, the Eagles. They, um, yes, they were in this game. Yeah, they are in this game. They lost a two-point game to the Ravens. They were down big in the first half, came back. Uh, in the second half, not sure what happened to Baltimore. I don't know if they thought they had the game in hand and just gave up, or I, I don't know. They've really, they've had a really good defense um, for the most of the, most part of the season, and then uh, they kind of fell apart a bit in the second half. There, Miles Sanders had a decent game until um, he got hurt, um, and they so yeah, they they lose Miles Sanders. They also lost Zach Ertz. Uh, so this team that already had nobody uh, really has nobody now. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, we were just talking right before the podcast started. I don't know who actually at this point is going to try to win the division uh, versus who's just going to kind of pack it in. I have no idea. Um, I'm going to take the Giants actually in this game. That's actually, they're actually, I was kind of joking around when I posted this in our sports group chat last night, but I'm I'm actually serious now. I, I'm picking the Giants to win the division. I'm going to take Philadelphia because um, they are the home team on Thursday night, and that is the amount of thought I'm willing to put into this game. They, okay, I, I, I get not wanting to put any thought into this game, but like, no Miles Sanders, no Zach Ertz, no Deshaun Jackson, no Alshon Jeffrey. Like, who the fuck is going to do anything? I mean, it's not like New York has, you know, Saquon or. Like, New York has plenty of injuries, and they were worse to begin with. They were. I mean, they do have Devontae Freeman and Darius Slay, and, you know. I, I, yeah, I, that's not much of an argument, but yeah, and Philadelphia has Travis Fulgham, who is apparently <laughs> good. I guess sure. Um, okay, and like, and I, I think I said this before we you know start talking. Carson Wentz is at least improving statistically, if he's not actually improving in the quality of his play. I guess. Well, who? Uh, I, I mean, it's not that crazy to 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 pick the Giants to win the division, right? Like, it's not that insane. Like, maybe they they shouldn't be favored, but like. I don't think it's that crazy. No, I mean, they're one and four, and the division leader is what two? Two and four. Yeah, two and four. So yeah, no, go ahead, pick the Giants. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sunday, let's get to some real football. Uh, Sunday, 
We're starting off with uh, Carolina at New Orleans. Um, I mean, every game for Carolina, New Orleans, and Tampa is important uh, at this point and for the rest of the way probably uh, as these teams try to stay in the hunt for the division. So Carolina uh, lost to Chicago, and uh, New Orleans, I believe, was off. Yeah. New Orleans was off. They are three and two. Carolina is now three and three after losing to the Bears. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the Bears just uh, you know defensively continue to be you know above average. So uh, Bridgewater struggled uh, against them. Mike Davis didn't get it going until the fourth quarter, really, when Carolina made a little bit of a push to come back. Uh, but it was a little bit too late for them. Um, so they find themselves three and three. But again. Uh, way better than we thought they were going to be. Um, and I don't believe in either New Orleans or Tampa Bay quite enough to completely rule out Carolina still. Uh, the Saints, on the other hand, got the, had their bye week. Um, they've had a great season out of Alvin Kamara, not so great of a season out of Drew Brees. Um, I haven't heard about Michael Thomas. I assume he's going to play this week finally. Um, I believe so. I think with the bye, he's uh, supposed to pl- actually play this week. Yeah. Um, the word on McCaffrey from today from Matt Rule was uh, he could play this week, he could play next week, he could play week nine. So who knows? And I, I would imagine, I mean, most of the time if you're saying it could be next week, it could be the week after, that that basically means it's not going to be this week. Um, I, I'd be really surprised if we see McCaffrey. Obviously, I mean, they don't want to tip their hand this early in the week to New Orleans, but um, Mike Davis continues to be fine, so I'd be pretty surprised if we see McCaffrey. Yeah, I, I like New Orleans though. I still th- I think uh, as well as Alvin Kamara has been playing this season. I think that's probably enough. Yeah, I think with that and the combination of well, the combination of that and getting uh, Mike Thomas back, and then I think they can get pressure on Bridgewater. We kind of talked about that last week. That they do have a pretty good set of edge rushers. Um, Bridgewater had probably his, and also Bridgewater's coming off probably his worst game of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Chicago. God, there was a god awful series of plays in that game where it was Bridgewater interception into Nick Foles interception into Teddy Bridgewater pick six that got called back because of a bogus. Uh, that's pass. right. Yeah, that's right. It was it was hard to watch. Well, I think we might have started the uh, uh, Matt Rule Coach of the Year bandwagon like a week too soon. We did. Um, we we jumped on that a little too quickly. We we really did. Um, to be fair, I think. Todd Bowles went six and ten the week the the year we you know endorsed him for it. So we're not above giving it to the coach of a bad team. That wasn't that was not Todd Bowles, I don't think. Yeah, that was that was Todd Bowles when he was coaching the Jets. Are you sure that was Todd Bowles? They absolutely yes. They went six and ten with Todd Bowles as their coach, and everybody thought they were going to go zero and sixteen. So we gave them we gave him coach of the year. That was Todd Bowles. You're yes, right. Yes, it really was. Yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get to him when we talk about uh, Tampa because he's their uh, defensive coordinator right now, and his effort on Sunday bears mentioning. But um, we're turning our focus to the game at hand. Yeah, I think I think we might have been a week too early on Carolina. I'm going with uh, New Orleans in this one. Even if even if Carolina wasn't coming back with a bad week, yeah. New Orleans look to be hitting their stride in that Monday night game, and now they're adding Michael Thomas back in. Right. 
Hey, another shout out to Robbie Anderson, though. You mentioned last week how good of a fit he's been there, and now he has set the Carolina record for most receptions through six weeks of a season. Yeah, he had, oh, he had one beautiful one on a deep ball, which Bridgewater slightly overthrew yeah. on Sunday, and uh, Anderson went full extension to like lay out and catch it. He's been he's been fun to watch. I mean, that's pretty I'd, pretty notable, I'd say. Not that you think of Carolina as historically a great passing franchise, but like between Steve Smith and Musin Muhammad, and um, you know they've had Steve Smith, right? That's that, that's the the real one. That, well, and I guess Greg Olson. Yeah, Greg Olson. Yep. Uh, Benjamin. Uh, no, wait. Um, <laughs> Ted Ginn. <laughs> Ted, Ted Ginn is not about quantity of receptions. He's about quality. Yeah, he also has played for both of these franchises and about half the fra- other franchises in the NFL. But hey, um, yeah, no, I mean, hey, it's still it's still notable for uh, for for um, uh, wow, why am I blanking all of a sudden? Robbie Anderson. Anderson. There we go. To uh, be doing this with the Panthers. There we go. Uh, our next one o'clock game is the Bills and the Jets. So a much needed matchup for Buffalo after dropping two straight. Um, yeah, Buffalo finds themselves four and two now. Uh, I may have been a little quick on the Buffalo as a Super Bowl contender uh, thing. Um, I don't. They're not quite there yet. I mean. Uh, they're still, again, I would still say, even after these two losses, still better than they were last year. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty rough game. They never got uh, Singletary or Zach Moss going. Singletary had like eight carries for 30 yards, and Moss had like five for 10. Uh, Josh Allen led the team with around 50 yards rushing. Um, he had a really, really, really poor day passing. Um yeah. So, but nonetheless, they stayed in that game right until the end. If that uh, fumble near the end of the game had held up, uh, it was twenty three seventeen at that point, and the Bills would have had the ball in like the third, the uh, Chiefs thirty yard line with a chance to uh, go ahead with under five minutes to go. So they were still in it um, the entire way, despite a really really poor game from Josh Allen. Um, there seemed to be some uh, blame going around on the rain in that game, which like that's you know, a thing that's going to happen in football games. So that can't really, I mean, not that he was, not that he was blaming it on the rain. Yeah. And not that Alan was blaming it on the rain, but there like, that seemed to be an excuse going around online for what was happening. And like, that just can't really be an excuse. Um, so yeah, they, they've got some work to do, uh, now that they've played a couple legit opponents, um, and have not picked up those wins. So again, matchup with the jets, exactly what they need to get back on track. So, yeah, I, I think they will absolutely win. Um, I think last week I made the comment of Josh Allen didn't really have a different game than the game he'd been having all year long. They just finally lost it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this week, this was a different game. This was bad Josh Allen. And this team really needs to minimize that as much as possible. Yeah, missed a lot of open receivers. Yeah. Uh, missed a lot of open receivers. Missed. Uh, never got John. John Brown came back from injury. I think Allen targeted him one time in the game. Um, well, he, he left again for a little bit with an injury. He, yeah. like, he, he wasn't. A, he definitely was not 
No, but it's it just so just thinking about like the progression of his throws, right? So first of all, they don't really have a tight end that they use. I mean, Buffalo never does that. So really, I mean, he kind of locks in on digs, right? And then if, if he doesn't have digs, he quickly looks for Cole Beasley kind of underneath in the slot or whatever. Um, and it's just like the progression to anything else beyond that isn't really there. And then on days when um, he's missing you know, guys wide open. He missed a lot of wide open throws to the running backs too, which was kind of concerning. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a bad game all around. Also not helping his uh, cause was, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but on Fox, they had the, his stats up like the entire time he was on the field. Like they did that for him in Mahomes. Like it's just a feature of their broadcast that they have the quarterback stats up the entire time. And it's just ticking up the incompletions for Allen as the game's going on. It's like tough look for Allen that everybody has to see that the entire game. Yeah. That, that, that's not something special they did for this game. That's in a part of their broadcast. Long, but yeah. It's definitely not a good look for Allen on Monday night. No, but, uh, I'm still picking the Bills to beat the Jets. Of course. The Jets scored zero points against the Miami Dolphins. Yes. Um, <laughs> a Miami Dolphins uh, defense who, uh, if anybody has forgotten how bad they were last season, gave up over 100 points through three weeks last year. Uh, this is a Dolphins defense that did not add a whole lot in the offseason. Um, they added a little bit. I mean, they're obviously better than they were last year, but... Um, this was not a defense that was expected to be like a top 10 defense by any measure uh, this season. And here they are. They shut out the Jets. That's how bad the Jets offense is at this point. Um, Xavier Howard is leading the NFL in interceptions. So there is that. Yeah, Xavier Howard is like genuinely good. He's really good. Yeah. Um, with, with, with New York, I think the only fun thing to talk about with this team right now is the fact that um, – God, Greg Williams wants that interim coaching job. <laughs> I can't believe Adam Gase is still coaching this team. Well, I can't believe Adam Gase would bring in um, Greg Williams when you were already on like a warm to hot before the year began, and like literally this dude's mo since he got you know finally got unbanished from. Uh, Bounty Gate has been sneaking on the staffs and bad mouthing the coaches to try and get their jobs. Like he did this to um, Hugh Jackson in Cleveland, also. Well, yeah, that was when he then pro- basically proclaimed himself. Uh, didn't he basically proclaim himself head coach, or said he would be the like best coach? He said something insane. I mean, I, I don't remember what he did. I do remember that it was like basically he was bad mouthing both um, Jackson. And the offensive coordinators, he's like, no, 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 I will be the interim coach. And then they went to the quarterback coach after they fired both the head coach and the offensive coordinator. Yeah. And I bet that must have pissed him off. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's fun to watch those two parties together. I will say at this point, don't fire Adam Gates. He's your best chance of finishing 0-16. Uh, do we think they want Trevor Lawrence, though? Yes. I think they're – I think they are out on Darnold. Okay. But here's the pro. Here's the problem. There's still the Jets. Like Trevor Lawrence on the Jets isn't going to work. But like once you subscribe to that level of thinking, what's the point? Yeah, well, but I mean, you're right. It's the reason we need contraction. But if you're in the Jets organization, you can't think that. But it no. But isn't the isn't the point after subscribing to that? Uh, 
thinking, isn't the point then improve the rest of the team? So like, like, cause like theoretically like Darnold could work there if they fixed like everything else. So, so like create the Mark Sanchez teams again. I don't hate it. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I think Darnold's probably better than Mark Sanchez, but yes, that kind of idea. Yeah. But, but like the idea of we're going to have an elite defense. Yeah. going to carry us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just don't think, the situation is so like they have to, you know, I understand what you're saying as far as like, you can't kind of fall to that level of like, there's nothing we can do. Right. Like you can't get to that point if you're working for them, obviously. But like you, at the same time, you have to be realistic and say like, we, we, the, the, the roster is so bad. The culture is so bad. Like how does getting Trevor Lawrence make any sense? I, I don't, I don't know that it does. Um, okay. I, I will say no matter how good he is, the he idea can, of their next head coach, assuming so, what most NFL teams do is when they um, fire a coach, they overcorrect in the opposite direction, right? So, like um, when the uh, Cardinals fired uh, Wilkes, who was a defensive guy, they went out and got Cliff, King, Cliff, King, Cliff Kingsbury. Right. So presumably that means Jets will be looking at a defensive coach next. Weirdly enough, the um, best one on the market this offseason is probably going to be Todd Bowles. Um, so, but maybe they look at like Sala out of San Francisco, um, who was uh, I know his name was talked about a lot last offseason. Let's say they go with him. I mean, so the approach we're talking about would fit that, right? It would be like just let a defensive coach kind of take over. Really focus on your defense, so if you can get to an offense that doesn't lose you the game. I, I could see them taking that approach. Yeah, but at the same time, it's Trevor freaking Lawrence. Right. Yeah, I'm, I mean, though they're I'm, they're at least at, at the very minimum they're going to explore it, explore the option. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but like, yes, I wouldn't hate them going defensively now. though. Like, uh, get somebody like Bowles. Like, well, I mean, not they're not going to do Bowles, obviously, but yes, they can't go back to. No, they can't. But like something like that, like a like a Keith Butler, uh, who's the Steelers' defensive coordinator, um, something like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the pick is the Bills. Um. They have a game lead in the division. Um. At four and two, the Dolphins three and three, the Patriots we will get to in a little bit two and three. Um. So Buffalo kind of lucking out with these last two losses that um. Uh, New England continues to falter a bit. Uh, the Browns and the Bengals, the uh, the Ohio uh, Toilet Bowl uh, returns for the second and final time. Thank God uh, we're getting it out of the way real quick uh, this season. That's nice. Um, round two, the Browns won round one. Um, the Browns uh, this past uh, Sunday got wrecked by the Steelers. Uh, on top of that, Baker Mayfield was benched uh, in the game. The Bengals had a big lead on the Colts and blew it and uh, ended up losing that game. But they looked way better than they looked against Baltimore against a solid indie defense. So um, I think we talked about last week, like we kind of expect uh, the Bengals to be up and down a bit this season as Burrow gets more comfortable. Um, and that just kind of has continued uh, week to week where they've just been really up and down and can, uh, continue to not be able to stop anybody on the other side. Uh, but yeah, so let's talk about the Browns because uh, they're actually trying to make the playoffs this year. And uh, they just got clobbered by the Steelers. We picked the Steelers to win that game. We expected their defense to dominate, but uh, maybe not quite to that level. 
Um, so how, how are you at with the Browns now, who were 4-1 and one and now suddenly uh, maybe in more trouble than we might have thought? Yeah. Um, so Sunday was kind of a death spiral. So we, we talk about, or I, I talk about, Baker Mayfield's biggest improvement from college to the NFL was his pocket presence. But he, he basically on Sunday what you kind of saw was he, he had a like he got into a death spiral where Pittsburgh would generate pressure, so Baker Mayfield would basically do the logical thing and get scared and run out of the pocket. But then even when Pittsburgh wasn't getting pressure, Baker Mayfield would not trust his offensive line and run out of a clean pocket. Right. Which then meant that the Steelers were able to get pressure on him because your quarterback's not where your offensive line is trying to protect him. And so then you basically hit a spiral where they generate pre- Pittsburgh just generates pressure, which scares Baker Mayfield, which lets Pittsburgh generate more pressure, scares Baker Mayfield more, which lets Pittsburgh generate more pressure, and it just completely destroyed their offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, that's ignoring the idea that so that, that's basically what happened on that side of the ball. On the other side of the ball, um, Pittsburgh was able to largely shut down. Cleveland's running game, which has been a huge part of their offense this year. It's also part of how Pittsburgh was able to generate pressure. And it um, helps It helps that Chubb's been hurt. It, it does help that Chubb's been hurt, but like Kareem Hunt was not as good as he's been for most of the year as his replacement. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, when Pittsburgh had the ball, Cleveland just couldn't do anything. Yeah. Like, they can't... They're, they're trying their best to have... Um, you know, Miles Garrett make up for everything, and he was good. He got a sack. He was generating pressure. It was good, but they can't cover anybody on the back end. Can't cover anybody in the back end. They're not really great at the linebacker position. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not great defensively. Um, I imagine they're going to struggle with uh, Cincinnati this time. Um, as again, I think, you know, Burrow's only going to get more and more comfortable with this offense as the season goes on. Um, I, uh, I'm still going to pick Cleveland. Um, but yeah, I feel way less good about it than I did last week. Obviously Baker Mayfield is going to start again, even though he was benched, I believe, uh, they said that he was, I mean, they said the reason he was benched, I mean, obviously he was struggling, but they, I guess he's been dealing with an ankle issue. Um, and so they kind of said that was why they took him out just to not make that any worse than it needed to be when they were getting killed. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's ribs is what I think it is. Oh, right. Okay. I thought it was an ankle that, issue. That, that, okay. Yeah. Um, but he'll be back in the lineup this week, but yeah. It, the, and I also, on top of that, not only, uh, were they not able to get Kareem hunt really going, but, um, you know, they had really started to get OBJ more involved in the offense and, uh, he was completely shut down by Pittsburgh as well. And they had been able to use OBJ pretty creatively the last few weeks. And yeah, it just didn't, it wasn't there. Um, but I do like Cleveland in this game just barely. You know what? I think I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I think, I think Cleveland spiral is going to continue a little bit. I don't think this is going to be a particularly high scoring or good game. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I don't quite think Cleveland can pull it out. Yeah. Um, I, again, there there are flashes for the Bengals. Again, they had a big lead against Indy. Uh, Mixon is great. Burrows, like they have their quarterback. They have their running back. Um, 
They need to flush out the receiving core. Obviously, we talked about, you know, A.J. Green has no business being in Cincinnati anymore. Um, so they need to get uh, Burrow some more weapons, and they need to improve the defense, obviously. But, like, they're moving the ball well. It's um, They're able to get across midfield a lot. Um, they haven't been able to finish many drives, um, but they're definitely moving the ball. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Cincinnati wins this game. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go. And I will say on the receiver front, like, T. Higgins has – one or two plays a game that leave me convinced that he's eventually going to be a good NFL receiver. He just needs to be a bit more consistent about it. Um, so hopefully he can develop alongside Burrow. Yeah. Um, t- I think Tyler Boyd can t- like he, he, he'll have like three or four games a season, but I don't know if he's ever going to get consistent I, enough. Tyler Boyd is a, Tyler Boyd is what um, Marvin Jones was for this team so long. A yeah. really good number two wide receiver. Right. Uh, our next game, uh, Dallas and Washington. So the, the the NFC East is getting two wins this week. Uh, yeah. Uh, considering the four teams are playing each other. Um, yeah, so... Oh, okay, hold up, hold up. One of your teams has already shown a proclivity for ties. E- well, yeah. <laughs> Don't, so, so but we've, so sure on those two wins. we've gone over this. Bad teams, when bad teams play bad teams, they don't tie. Well, I mean, to be fair, except the one tie this year was Philly versus the Bengals. And, like, we might not have realized it was Philly yet, completely at a, yet at the time, but that was two bad teams play. I get that's, yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, I don't even know where to start with this game. These teams are an absolute mess. Uh, Dallas, let's start with Dallas, um, who uh, should have played Arizona competitively last night. Um, but we say that every week with Dallas. They should have, you know, the, all of their games so far this season, all winnable um, on paper. But you know what? At this point, we're six weeks in. We can't continue saying that Dallas should be better than they are. Dallas sucks. Um, they're just not good. Um, there are a lot of players on this team who maybe were good in the past or had potential that just aren't good at football. Um, and we just need to kind of accept that at this point. Their defense is possibly the worst defense in the NFL. Um, like, very possibly. Yeah, you know what? I'm still going to be starting them in fantasy this week because they are playing the Washington <laughs> football team's offense. I don't and know that I would do that. On a bye, so. <laughs> I don't know that I would do that. They, they're they so bad uh, that I wouldn't they, be surprised really if even... But it's not like Kyler Murray is coming out for your team. I don't, I don't know that, like, they could... Like, I don't know that I would start the Dallas defense against the Jets. Okay, let's not get carried away. <laughs> like, I, I know that Frank Gore was back to giving you four yards of carry on Sunday. I'm just saying. Away. I'm, I'm just saying. Joe Flacco might throw for 400 yards. Um, <laughs> elite Joe Flacco. Yes, Joe Flacco. Elite. Um, yeah, so Dallas gives up 38 points to Arizona. Um Christian Kirk, nice stat line. Uh, two receptions, two touchdowns. Hey, you know, efficiency. Um, yeah, Dallas was really Dallas was really bad on. <laughs> Dallas was really bad on every single front, right? Zeke was really bad. Fumbled twice. Got benched for Tony Pollard. Um, Andy Dalton, he wasn't terrible, honestly. The offensive line was really bad, so they, they lost their last decent offensive lineman, Zach Martin, to injury, and after that, they couldn't. Uh, stop anybody from getting to Andy Dalton. So he had pressure on him all night. I don't really blame him for the loss. I mean, he wasn't good, but um, there were 
several bigger issues than Nandy Dalton last night. But um, important question: Are you calling for JMU alumni? Of course, I'm calling for Ben DiNucci. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Yeah, I the, I sh- actually honestly should have started there with this game. Uh, I I have to I have to give a shout out to uh, my guy Ben, who uh, became the first JMU quarterback uh, in NFL history to get snaps in a regular season game. Uh, did not get to throw the ball. Uh, handed the ball yeah, off. The- which, which incidentally is exactly how you know he's not getting to start this game. <laughs> yeah, he, he would have, uh, yeah, they would have had him throw the ball if that was the case. Yes, they would have had him, like, they would have had him do the two, throw the ball twice just to get the fans excited. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they could, I mean, they, I, I thought they could have put him in earlier. I mean, like, like a, like one drive earlier. They weren't going to come back. I mean, you could have put him in a drive earlier, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be, uh, committed to Dalton for a little bit here. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I got to give a shout out to Ben, first ever Jamie QB to play in the NFL. So pretty cool stuff for us. Um, I sat s- sat slash suffered through that entire game, waiting for him to get in, and he did. Uh, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, so it's going to continue being Dalton. Um, but yeah, this team is trash. Uh, they're playing Washington, who we talked about lost to the Giants. Nothing notable happened for Washington in that game, um, except for uh, hey, Logan Thomas scored again. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mm, I'm I'm honestly tempted to pick Washington. Honestly, they're the home team, so there's that. And the single best thing that you have going for you is your defensive line, and then Dallas has pretty significant injuries to their offensive line. Yeah. Like you guys have the single best unit in this game, so I'm going to I'm going to pick you guys. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to do it, too. Washington football team. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, I won't be watching a second of that game. Uh, the Packers and the Texans is our next game. Um, yeah, Green Bay got murdered by Tampa Bay. Uh, didn't see that coming. Uh, it started with the pick six, and then it just got worse from there. Uh, well, it it, it, it's, it started with the Aaron Rodgers uh, thrusting in the end zone, and then... Yes, okay, cool. Just making sure. We, we needed to... That was actually where this game started. Yeah, that, it started there, and then it and then it progressed to a pick six, and then it progressed to an absolute beatdown uh, by Tampa Bay. So, yeah, the Todd Bowles thing, right? Like, um, he got a lot of, lot of credit on uh, Sunday for the game plan he put together against the Packers. Um, we talked about last Sunday, or sorry, last week... Um, Going to this game, a matchup I really wanted to watch almost more than anything um, this past weekend was the Tampa Bay Bucks' incredible run defense versus uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, 15 yards. Um, Tampa Bay did its job. Green Bay kind of got down big early, so I I, I wasn't able to watch this game. How much were they really running it? Not a ton, um, but they did do a really good job against him. I mean, yeah, again, it would have been different if um, the Packers were in this game more and he was running the ball more. He didn't run the ball a ton, but um, 15 yards is 15 yards. I mean, they you take whether or not it's by stopping him or by making it so they can't run the ball a lot taking Aaron Jones out of the basically out of the game for Green Bay um is a recipe for success against them so uh Tampa Bay did their job yes absolutely um are you concerned about Green Bay or was this one game i'm not too worried yeah, i'm not too worried like about them things happen. Like, i will say that much defense i think is uh i'm ready to call it a really good defense um oh yeah I, I just to me it's like it's just it 
it just kind of spiraled. You know, it's one of those games like Cleveland. Um, I mean, I'm less worried about the Packers than I am about Cleveland, but it's just one of those things. You get behind early and it spirals. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not too worried about it. I, I do. It does give me questions about Green Bay in the long term of like, okay, are they going to be able to play from behind, like in the playoffs if they fall behind against a good team? Mm-hmm. But like, it certainly doesn't give me worries about the abilities to beat the uh, one in five Texans. Right. Also, um, uh, the the Packers. Uh, we've we've talked a little bit about their defense this season. Not a whole lot. Um, you know, the first few weeks they looked uh, a bit closer to early season Green Bay from last year than they did to what they were in the playoffs last year, which wasn't great. Um, they're reverting a little bit, not just this past week, but the week before. Um, it, the 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 major issue is like they're not very. Uh, they're they're really thin at the safety position. Um, they can get beat over top pretty easily, um, and that's going to be something to uh, continue to watch out for as the season they goes also, on. And this is another uh, issue with being thin at safety and also linebacker. They do not defend tight ends well, and no. especially Tampa, where you have three pretty good tight ends on the team. Um, that that's going to present an issue for you. Yeah, they let Gronk score for the first time this season. They did. Not, uh, not a good one. No, uh, the Texans absolutely should have beaten Tennessee, um, and they completely blew that game. Um, although what we need to talk about with, with Houston um, is Romeo Cornell's decision to go for two. I liked it. I liked it because you gave your best player the chance to to the chance to be the one to end the game. Right. Because right. the way that that defense was playing – I think it was pretty reasonable to look at it and say that, yeah, they're not actually going to stop the Titans. No, I mean, I, I don't know. You look across the other sideline and there's Derrick Henry and like, are you going to stop him from two yards out? Probably not. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I actually really like the decision. Didn't work out. Um, yeah, it, it, just, it, didn't work, it happens. Yeah. But. He, actually, I think I, I think I read this correctly that, uh, this is the first time anybody's ever done that in that situation. Up seven, going for two uh, with however much time is left. Like, this is the first time that's ever happened. Um, I believe that, honestly. But, like, I mean, I stand by everything we're saying. He had a chance to let his best player end the game, and it didn't work out. But, yeah, like, I don't mind him putting the game in his quarterback's hands when that's your quarterback and your defense is what it is. Right. Yeah, the defense is really bad, and um, that's kind of all you need to know about this game. The Packers are not going to be held to 10 points in this game. That's not going to happen. No, absolutely not. I like Green Bay in this game. Yeah, I do too. Um, yeah, the, the Texan season is basically over at this point. Um, they're like five games back of Tennessee. Uh, the Lions are at the Falcons. Okay, this podcast does... Uh, process-based analysis, not results-based analysis. So, with that said, fire Matt Patricia. <laughs> okay. I mean, we say that every week. Um, but I, 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 I take it you just want to make sure. What? Yeah, I'm saying I, I just I assume you want to make sure that we get that across, even despite them having won a game. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No. That that that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to. Make it clear that just because you beat Jacksonville, ooh, <laughs> don't like. Okay, yeah, you didn't manage to blow a double-digit lead against one of the worst teams in the NFL. 
good job, I guess, Golden Star for you? No. You get fired. <laughs> well, I was going to say, let's um, let's find one nice thing to say about the Lions before moving on, but you just did. They didn't blow a double-digit lead. Yeah, I will also say, the offense looks a lot better when Kenny Galladay's healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my ni- my nice thing... Say. Yeah. They, no, they do. They, it looks a lot better when he's involved. Uh, my nice thing to say about the Lions is um, DeAndre Swift looked really good. Um, yes. So good for DeAndre Swift. Um, uh, I, I, I should probably point out that it's easy to look good when you're um, playing against Jacksonville. But, you know, again, uh, we're ignoring that for a second to be nice to the Lions. Um, but, yeah, they should absolutely still fire their coach. They're not good. Um, the Lions have two wins now. I think they're two and three. Um, they beat Arizona again somehow. No idea how that happened besides, you know, Kyler threw three picks that game. Um, that was just kind of a weird game. But, um, yeah, so they've beaten the Cardinals. They've beaten the Jaguars sitting at two and three. They're still not good. Um, Matt Stafford wasn't particularly good. Um, it was more the run game this time around. Uh, he did uh, this. Uh, I believe that was what his – he is now thrown in a touchdown against every team in the NFL. That was the Matt Stafford fun fact from this weekend. Oh, cool. Yeah. That was the uh, last team he had not thrown one against. I figured it was because he's only played them like once, but this was the third time he's played them. He did not throw oh. a touchdown in either of the previous two games against them. Um, well, were some of those against like really good Jacksonville? Well, they would play them I would uh, once every four years. So, no. 2016 and 2012. Well, okay, yeah, huh? Yeah. All right, I, I got no explanation then. Nope. Um, but yeah, I don't expect the Lions to be uh, to be too good the rest of the season. They there's still too much uh, too much to be done with them. They, again, like it, it, they can't get any like Stafford hasn't really gotten anybody involved besides Galladay. Like when he was out, like he they couldn't get the ball to anybody. Um, and w- even when he's back, like Marvin Jones had like eight yards. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of... I mean, I guess he got Hawkinson involved. I mean, he got Hawkinson involved in that, like, he threw him a touchdown. <laughs> right. One of yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, the Falcons got their first one in the season. They did. Yeah. Um, well, another team that did not blow a lead. Yeah, they... <laughs> Yeah, they did not blow a lead, finally. Um, they ha- they got Julio back, and he was fantastic. Um, Ridley was still really good. Uh, Gurley was doing, like, what he's done all season, which is, like, 50 to 60 yards. It's kind of what he's good for at this point. But, yeah, Matt, Matt yeah, Ryan. Say, Matt Ryan absolutely. 20 carries? Yeah. Not great? No, no, not great. Um, no. Matt Ryan had a fantastic afternoon. Um you know, Minnesota's corners and safeties really bad. That's been the case all season. So you kind of expect a former MVP who's, who has been really good this season, despite all the losses to tear them apart. And he did. Uh, so yeah, the, really the Falcons did what they should have done against that defense. Um, but yeah, first one of the season, the interim head coach, uh, Raheem Morris, right? Uh, yes. Raheem Morris. Yeah. Interim head coach. So the Falcons find themselves one and five, they're hosting the two and three Lions. Uh, I'm going to take Atlanta to win this game. I am going to take whichever team goes down by a double-digit margin. <laughs> um, let's, you know what? I'm going to pick Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Seems like the pick. Um, despite winning easily against Minnesota, they did allow Justin Jefferson to go for like 170 yards, so the Falcons still can't... No, def- no, no, the game was already over at that point. Yeah, but they um, still... They, you know, st- they never blow leads. 
They can absolutely afford the coast. They still can't defend anybody is the point. No, they cannot at all. Uh, the Steelers at the Titans. Game of the week. Uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock. Uh, these are both undefeated teams. They are both 5-0. and uh, They are two of the three remaining undefeated teams in the league joined by Seattle. Um, the Steelers, like we talked about, the Browns um, absolutely rocked Cleveland in that game. In Pittsburgh, the Titans pulled out the uh, comeback against the Texans thanks to Derrick Henry's 200-yard game. Um, an absolute beast. Made me uh, look up his high school stats, which were really fun from his senior year. Um, I want to see his highlight because I feel like – so he doesn't have, like, the Leonard Fournette face that convinces me that they were pulling, like, birth certificate shenanigans facing his age, but, like, size-wise. Oh, the, pic- this, the screenshots are hilarious. I, oh, I got to believe it. So, so many people getting Josh Norman to buy yeah, the screenshots are hilarious when everybody's like down in three-point stance and he's just standing up in the backfield looking like an absolute monster. Um, and just just the stats where he, he had games his senior year where it's like 35 carries for 480 yards and six touchdowns. And she's like, what? Man, that's only 10 yards. That's like a little over 10 yards a carry. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> yeah, actually, his best game was 13 yards a carry. But, I mean, he had... He had uh, multiple games over 450. He had one game over 500 yards. He had like four six touchdown games. Um, but they actually managed to lose four games his senior year. Okay, is, is he from Alabama? Yes, he is. That's okay. That's really surprising because, like, as good as like the program is, you don't really think of it as being like a recruiting hotbed. No, like, I'm amazed that there was enough collection of talent to make him lose. Four games, yeah. And he had, there was one game near the end of the season. A team held him to four yards a carry. I was like, who the fuck was on the other side of that game? Like, no, seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was he out here playing, like, you know, some? was it, was that just a scrimmage against the University of Alabama? Is that <laughs> what it was? Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, that that's crazy to me. Uh, but, yeah, he had a monster game against Houston and uh, carried the Titans to – their fifth straight win so uh turns out what they did in the playoffs last year not really a fluke like they're not like ever going to um uh look incredible Tannehill's not going to throw for three four hundred yards a game um but they they there's enough there um they don't really make you know Tannehill doesn't throw picks um Henry's gonna it doesn't matter who he's playing against uh, their offensive line has improved from last year last year they had the highest sack rate in the league they've improved that uh, also, they did just lose uh, Taylor Luan for the year, which yeah, is going to hurt. That is going to hurt, yeah. Um, but they're really, really solid. Uh, they're just oh, a yeah. real, oh. really solid team. Um, but now they're going up against the best defense in the NFL. Um, the Steelers' defense is just insane to try to prepare against. Uh, the Mink, I, It just can't be said enough how much the Minka Fitzpatrick trade was worth it for them. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, a thousand percent worth it. Um, you do that trade a hundred times out of a hundred if you're Pittsburgh. That was great. Um, yeah, they've just been the the pass rush, uh, forcing turnovers every level of the defense. The the line's great. They're great at the linebacker position. They're great in the secondary. There's just not much you can do against them. Um, and uh, yeah, until I see otherwise, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Pittsburgh. So I'm I'm with you. I'm 
picking Pittsburgh. The one thing to be concerned about, um, so Devin Bush uh, is going to be out for the season with an ACL injury. I didn't see that. Oh, damn. Yeah, he, he, he got injured on Sunday. Um, oh, no, that's massive. Really big loss for them. That's um, huge, yeah. Yeah, he essentially took over the Ryan Shazier role. Um, and he's been, I mean, he's, I think he was an all-pro linebacker last year as a rookie. If not, he probably should have been. Yeah. Um, that, that's that, that's going to be a very big loss for them. I think it'll mainly matter, though, in their ability to cover tight ends, um, which is not something, I mean, I, I said, uh, who's it, Shawnee Smith is good, but it's not really the focus of Tennessee's attack. Yeah, but so, I mean, but I mean, Bush is an—he's an inside linebacker, right? Yeah, he's he's their inside linebacker. I mean, that could be a I mean, that could be a killer against Derrick Henry. I mean, I mean, yeah. Well, to be fair, like Derrick Henry can run inside, he can run outside. Like he busts off ninety-four yard runs, in spite of the fact that he's maybe the sixth fastest dude on the field, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it just it. I mean, it certainly doesn't help Pittsburgh to. It, look, it does not help. Yeah. But I don't know how much it actually hurts if you can't put Tennessee in a position where they need yeah. pass. Also, also Tennessee's defense is still very average, um, and I yeah. I expect Connor and Claypool and everybody and I, like I expect Pittsburgh to have just a fine go of it against Tennessee's defense. Um, four o'clock games. Um. Oh, also, I mean, we're on the even though Pittsburgh and Tennessee are the last two undefeated teams in the AFC, but I mean, those are not the two best teams in the AFC, right? Like Pittsburgh might be one of the two, but like Kansas City's the other one. Probably, yeah. Okay. Um, Seattle is at Arizona. Um, Seattle, the other undefeated team I just mentioned, coming off a bye, five and zero on the road at Arizona, who is now four and two, I believe. Uh, yes. Uh, losses coming against yet yeah, Detroit and Carolina. A, a weird season for Mar- Well, not that weird, I guess. I mean, they're most of their half their wins have come against the NFC East, so it's not that strange of a season. And they played the Jets. Okay, so yeah, actually, like, not that strange. It kind of all makes sense. Uh, the Cardinal. The Cardinals. Win they have is the Forty Niners in Week One before they caught all their injuries. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Cardinal. The Cardinals are a. Uh, a mediocre team, but that's uh, that's that is saying something. That they're definitely on the rise from last year. Uh, they're hosting Seattle, um, coming off a of bye week, should be uh, healthy, ready to go. Um, I expect the Cardinals' defense to um, they should get some pressure on Russell, but I mean, they're they're going to have a tough time uh, with with uh, Lockett and, and Metcalf. Um, yeah, I, I expect this to. To be a shootout, I would imagine. I mean, Seattle hasn't been able to stop anybody this year. So I, I'm just expecting a high-scoring game. Yeah, I could imagine a situation where, like, Seattle comes up with some gimmick to let them take care of all of um, Kyler's running. Uh-huh. But then I don't know that they have the ability to cover Hopkins and Fitzgerald. That, that's going to be a problem for them. Yeah. I guess... Um, the the revelation for these two teams was uh, from last night was uh, Buda Baker um, was wreaking havoc on Dallas every level. Um, I mean, Buda Baker 
Rogers is not really a revelation. He's the highest paid safety in the league. Yeah, I just, I guess from a, yeah, yeah. It just, I mean, last night was a kind of, I would, I mean, I would say last night was a different level um, from what even he normally is doing. But yes, you're right. Um, yeah, forcing a fumble uh, after he got off a block. Uh, the uh, pressures, the monster sack on Dalton, the, the pick at the end of the game. He was everywhere. Um, like you said, yeah, he's been good. Um, but like, if he can, uh, again, it's Dallas, so I'm not reading too much into it. But like, if he can take, Arizona's defense to a different level, um, then that's something different for Arizona. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's um, something he's going to continue to be able to do. Uh, he, I mean, not to that level. He's not going to be able to, but yeah. Um, I'm going to take Seattle in this game. Yeah, I'm also taking Seattle. I think they are the better team, but I, look, I'd like to see Arizona put forth a good showing. Yeah. Um, they're a fun team. I want them to do well. Kyler Murray's the freaking roadrunner. It's great. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, I mean, Arizona could absolutely win this game. I wouldn't be sh- shocked at all. Um, Seattle, again, I mean, they're not going to go undefeated. They're going to lose a game here pretty soon, I would think. Who knows when it's going to be. Could be this week, um, but I will pick them. Uh, the Chiefs are at the Broncos. Um, the Chiefs just ran like crazy on Buffalo. Um, yeah. Yeah, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with the massive game on the ground. Um, they used two other dudes in the run game a bunch that I wasn't familiar with. Um, yeah, they... they well, and this week, those two guys you've never heard of are going to be replaced by Le'Veon Bell. Right. Le'Veon's going to be active against Denver. Um, yeah, they, they ran for over 200... It was the most rushing yards, I think, ever by an Andy Reid coach team is what I thought. I think I saw at the end of the game, uh, which is really saying something. And, uh, yeah, they just never needed to go away from it. Like, they started early, it was working, and they just never needed to go away from it. Um, the thing that was it, – it, it didn't really make a lot of sense to me, though, if I'm being honest, even though, like, it worked, sure. But they never got any separation from Buffalo in that game. Like, it was just really, really long drives that ended in um, punts, like, from the Buffalo 40 or, you know, field goals – uh, that when, you know, because they were kind of doing the run on first down, run on second down, have Mahomes try to bail them out on third down, and it wasn't always working. Um, and I, I think it might have made more sense, even though they were so successful on the ground, to throw the ball more. Like, I think they might have won the game by more if they had done that. Yeah, I, I, I don't really have a great explanation for what, why they were doing that. Maybe they bought into the um, and were worried about it. Yeah, it just... I don't. It was. It, it's not like uh, Mahomes was struggling at any point in the game. He, you know, he no interceptions. He was accurate. Um, they just didn't let him throw the ball that much, and I, it didn't make a lot of sense uh, to me, even though they were so successful on the ground. But yeah, defense played fine. You know, it, again, it played fine. I, I, I'd say what I. I don't really take anything away from how they uh, handled Allen because Allen, you know, was really hurting himself. Um, but they did do, like I said, a good job against Singletary and Moss uh, in the run game, shutting that down early and making Buffalo go away from it. Uh, it's something Chiefs have struggled with, and they did a good job against that yesterday. Uh, the Broncos managed to beat New England off of the strength of six field goals. <laughs> um, yeah, the I, thing I really I take away from that game, it, that game, what's that? I, I think New England was the bigger story for that game. Uh, they they were and and we're gonna get to them soon. I I think for me the the really the takeaway from Denver was uh, nothing good. The the takeaway is that was that uh, Drew Locke was awful. 
Uh, yeah. Drew Lock was really, really, really bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's like if you're going to struggle against the defense, at least it's a good one. Yeah. I think that's the positive spin you put on it. Like, Bill Belichick makes everybody look bad. Yeah, but like, what, I don't know what his final stat line was, but last I looked at it, he was 10 for 25. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, he went, let's see, 10 of 24. Okay, yeah. So that is where he ended, basically, yeah. Okay, yep. Not a great afternoon for him. Um, obviously, Melvin Gordon was out. Pat, uh, the Philip Lindsay uh, and Royce. No, no, Melvin Gordon was not out due to being suspended. He was out because he had strep throat. Um, yeah, but, but it's still pending. Uh, his suspension is still currently pending. Yeah, Lindsay and Freeman took over for him and didn't really do anything either. Um, yeah, the Patriots was over a hundred yards, I think. Or uh, Lindsay what? was he? Okay. I mean, it was on a decent number of carries, but I think he was still over four-yard carry. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he, he's always been really good. He should have been the starting running back going to this year. It makes no sense that they did the Melvin Gordon thing, but we've talked a lot about that. Um, uh, yeah, so he was 23 uh, carries for 101 yards. Like, so, think about it. Somebody had to put them in position to kick those six field goals. Right, and it was him. And he does that every time they give him 20 carries. Uh, last season, the season before as a rookie, uh, now his first time getting a chance to be the main back this season. He's good, and he should be their starting running back, but they're not going to let him do that. Um, but, yeah. Well, it looks like they will as long as Gordon's out. Well, that, yeah, as long as he's out, yes. Um, but, yeah, the, the Chiefs are going to win this game. Yeah, um, Chiefs, 100%. Uh, the, the Jags are on the road at your Chargers. Hey, you should probably finally uh, win another game. Yeah, I think Justin Herbert's going to get his first one as a starter. Yeah, he should. He absolutely should. Uh, yeah, I have nothing to say about Jacksonville. After week one, it's been um, horrendous. There's, there's uh, the, the really the worst thing that's happened to the Jaguars this season actually is winning week one because um, they're probably not going to get to draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, Basically, Chargers. Um, <laughs> Chargers are, I mean, they're looking, they're, yeah, it's, you know, they had their bye week. Hopefully they're getting healthy. Uh, Keenan Allen uh, is probably going to be good to go. Let's see. Uh, Bosa is apparently still questionable, but he didn't pick up anything new, so he'll probably be playing limited snaps. I'm assuming our offensive alignment randomly got run over by Trump. <laughs> um, but, you know, we'll have people out there. I it, I don't have much to say, right? We didn't do the, the one thing I will say. We didn't do what I was worried about last week with being stupid and cutting our kicker over like a missed field goal. Right. We're good. So yeah, I'm taking the charges here. I'm gonna be really disappointed when we find a way to lose this game. <laughs> You're not gonna lose this game. Not this one. Not this uh, one. Sure. That, 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 that's what we want you to think. <laughs> I feel I feel pretty good about this one. Need to get back in the win call. At least get back tied with Denver. Jeez. Um, moving on to uh, the last four o'clock game. That is San Francisco at the Patriots. Uh, San Francisco laid the smackdown on the Rams. That was weird. Um, yeah, it was. That was really weird. Wasn't expecting that. 
Um, but the, the thing that I, I think I overlooked going into that game was the fact that the uh, Rams' uh, four wins this season are against the four NFC East teams. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. I didn't realize that they, they're like basically like their first four games of the season were the four NFC East teams. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that uh, that might have inflated what we all thought about the Rams just a little bit. <laughs> uh, the fact that they looked like they were back, maybe they aren't quite there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really under, I don't have a good explanation for that game though. I mean, like outside of the Rams' uh, easy schedule, like um, the 49ers, like be looking that good doesn't really make sense to me. Like they didn't really get anyone back that was hurt. Um, like they just shouldn't really be good defensively at this point with all the injuries, but they were like, I, I don't really have an explanation for how they looked. You know, I, I, I don't either. It really makes no sense. Garoppolo didn't like, I, I realized he threw through touchdowns. He didn't look that great. He looks like a guy who was coming back from an ankle injury and was sailing passes. Right. He did. Yeah. Worked out for him. Yeah. Um, but then again, also, I have no explanation for what the fuck New England was doing on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, like, okay, sorry, I do have an explanation. You know, they were missing out on their quarterback for two weeks there, and, you know, the lack of prep time, blah, 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 slow to recover. That, that's all I can chalk that up to, like. I, yeah, but, like, Denver has, like, nobody healthy on defense except for Bradley Chubb. Like, I, it doesn't. That doesn't yeah. make sense. Like the Patriots, um, between Damian Harris, James White, and Rex Burkhead, uh, all, all were all really bad. Um, I yeah, I don't know either of these teams uh, what was going on this past Sunday. I have no clue who's going to win this game. Um, I have absolutely no idea if either of these teams are capable of, um, you know, possibly like winning a wild card game if they manage to sneak into the playoffs. Like I don't. I've, I, I don't, I have a really no feel for either of these two teams right now. Um, these are teams that I'm going to need a few more weeks with to see kind of where they're going. Um, the 49ers season has been really strange. And uh, so is the Patriots. The, I mean, the Patriots, I mean, I, we just have to mention it because it's such a, just such a weird thing to see. They're two and three. I, like, I can't ever remember a time that seeing them be two and three. Lifetime. Yeah, I, I, I really, it's, it's really, really strange seeing them. Actually, not even my entire adult lifetime, like my entire memorable lifetime. I can't, I literally cannot remember. Well, yeah, the, the first Super Bowl I ever watched, they were involved. Exactly. Yeah, and and since then, they've not won less than like nine games in a, or ten games in a season. Yeah, so they've been in the playoffs every single year since then. Yes, they have. And, and only one of them was as a wild card. Right. No, twice. Wait, no, once. Yeah, you're right. Just one time. It was the Matt Castle year they were a wild card. When Miami won the division, yeah. Every year they won the division. Right, yeah. So, yeah, this is uh, uncharted territory for us as NFL viewers, uh, for me and you. So, yeah, this is really strange. I mean, two and four is, like, unfathomable. Um, And so I'm going to take the Patriots because, like I said, it's unfathomable that the Patriots can be two and four. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I think San Francisco might... Put them in that position, but I just I can't pick it. 
Yeah, no. Can't pick it. Uh, Sunday Night Football. The Bucks at the Raiders. Uh, this is an interesting I'm one. I'm looking for a lot of pictures of John Gruden as the Bucks coach. Uh, oh God, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Clips of um, the 2002 Super Bowl. Yep, yep, they're coming. Yep, all that's coming on Sunday night. You know, yep, they're ready with the packages. Uh, you know, oh, pictures of uh, the current Bucks and Raiders players, like as kids. You know, from from 2002. Uh, oh, like um, um, what, what, yeah, well, also just pictures of them from when Tom Brady uh, was a rookie. Right. Yep. I actually really enjoyed that on Sunday, the thing where he was talking to the son of a guy he played with in college who is now in the league. Oh, man. What? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. A lot, gonna, just get ready for a lot of gimmicky stuff. I mean, this game's in Las Vegas. Like, just be ready for everything. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so the Bucks we talked about. Um, not too concerned about Green Bay, but hey, uh, Bulls did a great job defensively for the Bucks. Um, they're a legit defense. Um, at, at, at both levels now, not just against the run, but against the pass as well. Um, seems like uh, Shaq Lawson, while he's not going to lead the league in sacks this year, like he's legit. Yeah, which is weird because he showed every sign that he was going to regress and regress hard. Yeah. But he's not. Like, he's, no. Like, I mean, he's regressed some, but he's, yeah, he actually looks like a good, pretty good player. Yeah. He is. Um, no, I, I was impressed. They got they they finally got Gronk involved. Uh, they got Godwin back. Uh, you know, Brady didn't throw a pick six this week. Uh, Ronald Ronald Jones has been way better than I expected he would be this year. Like I thought they would have uh, moved on uh, to Fournette like a while ago, but he uh, Jones has been good. So yeah, I I, I mean T- Tampa Bay um, could very 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 well win the uh, NFC South. Yeah, they are firmly entrenched in the mix. <laughs> um, do you uh, are, are, do you think they have a shot to win the NFC? Are you there yet? I mean, I don't know. They're just they feel different from like Seattle, who I guess would be your favorite right now. You just don't feel that good. They don't. I I think what where I'm at is. Not so much that I'm convinced by Tampa, but more so that I'm not convinced by, not completely convinced by uh, Seattle, Green Bay, the Rams, the Saints, you know, any, any of these other te- uh, you know, the Bears, obviously. Um, it, it's more so uh, that I don't feel the top, it's super top heavy this year that I think Tampa might have a shot. That's fair. I, 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 I get that. Um, I mean, they, they have a shot. I just, I don't think I'd. I, I certainly wouldn't be making them the favorite, but... No, 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 definitely not. Uh, Oakland's coming off a bye. Uh, Oakland is 3-2. and two. Uh, The last we saw them, they beat the Chiefs. Oh, no, they're not coming off a... Wait, yeah, they are coming off a bye, sorry. Yeah, that was the previous week. Yeah, they beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, offenses look great. Defense is slightly better than last year, which is um, a big step for them. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders in this game just because I don't want to... F- I don't. I just don't want to overreact to the Bucks Packers game. Is kind of more where I'm feeling about this. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna go Tampa. I think that. Look, I do think that defense is really good. I don't think that's. I think that you can say based off their season as a whole. Um. And you talked about their really strong 
uh, rushing defense in particular. I think they can uh, bottle up Jacobs, and I think ultimately Tampa Bay is going to pull it out. That's actually a good point that I I, I forgot. Uh, the thing about, about Jacobs, um, I, I forget which team it was, but the one time he faced a good run defense this season, he really struggled. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't expect him to do a whole lot in this game, even though I'm picking up. I think Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, Buffalo. Listen. You're right. Yeah, it was Buffalo. Uh, closing it out with Monday Night Football, the Bears at the Rams. Uh Two teams, obviously, uh, fighting to try to win their division. Um, two teams that um, are going to, I guess at this point in the season, expect themselves to contend for the NFC. Um, I don't believe in either of these teams uh, in terms of making it out of the NFC. Not a chance, but um, both with great shots at making the playoffs, obviously. Um, so last week I did my whole thing with the Bears, how infuriated I was by the fact that they keep winning. I'm still there. I hate that they're winning games. This is... One of the worst five and one teams I've ever seen. I still don't know what they do well outside. Like, uh, uh, I mean, offensively, uh, the answer is still nothing. Um, it's just their defense. I mean, they can hold teams pretty much to twenty, you know, eighteen to twenty-one a week, and that just seems to be enough for them to scrape by. I, I, I still can't name one thing they do do well offensively. I don't know that there is one thing they do well offensively. <laughs> that's the problem there. Like, is their offensive line, like, okay, I guess? Like, Foles isn't getting sacked like crazy, so. Isn't he? I don't think so. Uh, Maybe he is. I, I don't I think he kind of. I, I, I do think they give up a decent amount of pressures on him. Well, let's see. Uh, Nick Foles, how many times have you been sacked this year? Stats, stats, stats. Uh, sacks. Okay, he's only been sacked four times in four starts. He did give up three of them to Tampa. Okay. Thursday night game. Um, I, I hope Aaron Donald's going to get a bunch of sacks because, you know, I enjoy watching Aaron Donald. Um, yeah, but like I, I can't think of. I, I guess that offensive line, like okay, I wouldn't call it good though. No. Um, yeah, I, I can't tell you what it is they do well offensively. I I, th- I remember when I was looking through the DVOA ratings uh, last week, they were the worst four and one team ever. Yeah. Or at the very least, they were among them. Like it, it's it's a lot of illusions and BS, and they're just easy schedule and yeah. Winning, yeah. winning really tight games, and yeah, it, it's not it. It can't last, or even if it does last for the entire season, um, it's not going to work in the playoffs. You know, beyond like, you know, they they could they could beat the uh, NFC East winner if you know if Chicago. You know, assuming Green Bay wins the uh, the North and Chicago is a wild card team. You know, the first wild card team, and they get to play uh, the NFC East winner. Like they could win that game, but it's it, their season's not. There's just no way their season goes beyond that. Um, yeah. Uh, the Rams, on the other hand, it, it it's so weird. Like it seems like they go as Cooper Cup goes. Like it, it, like Goff and Cup like had no connection, and it the game just went to shit. Um, I, I don't I don't know why it is that he's so important to them, uh, winning games. But it's, it makes it's, no sense. Yeah. He's not even like their best receiver. Yeah. But hey, see, more, uh, more importantly, though, I think um, San Francisco did a great job against Aaron Donald. Yes, they, and I don't really know how, given all the injuries that they have on their offensive line. 
well, that part's been just as hard hit as the rest of the team. But I, I, Aaron Donald did, was not much of a factor in that game, which that, that's going to be a problem if... Yeah, I forget the dude's name on San Francisco, but like they mostly left him one on one, and like he was fine, and he's not normally that good of an offensive lineman. So I was really confused by that. Yeah, and and I mean we we talked about this. In spite of having two generational talents, LA somehow still has a mediocre to bad defense. What's going to happen when the generational talents aren't playing well? Yeah, like if if you know the the duct tape and super glue starts falling apart. The Rams are really strange. I mean, you have like, you know, you watch a Rams game and, you know, you watch Jared Goff and you're like, I mean, he's okay. But like he leads the league in yards per attempt. Like it, the, the Rams offense is really odd too. Yeah. Like this was a thing last year. Like you all season, Jared Goff was like, you know, okay. And he, he uh, finished the uh, the year second in yards. It's, it's, it's really strange. Um but yeah, I, again, I think given the fact that their four wins are against the NFC East teams and then the way they've looked in their two losses, I think we definitely have to pull our expectations for the Rams season back a bit and see how they look against uh, uh, this Bears defense, which, you know, obviously is the one good thing about the Bears. Um, to where are you going with this pick? I, I just, I can't bring myself to pick the Chicago team. I just, I just don't want to. I, 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 I yeah, I'm kind of yeah where I'm. Yeah, I I refuse to pick Chicago. Yeah, I'm taking LA. Um, on our way out here, let's uh, quickly talk about the uh, bye week teams. Um, can you give me the list again? Indianapolis. Okay, Indy uh, managed to come back and beat the Bengals. Um, I don't have much else on Indy. Um, it wasn't a good game. Uh, it, it wasn't. Uh, oh, I mean, the biggest thing, I mentioned it last week, but I mean, the biggest thing to me about Indy holding Indy back is um, like Rivers and T.Y. Hilton can't figure each other out at all. Um, T.Y. is averaging like 40, like not, I don't think even 40 yards a game. Um, I don't think he's scored yet this year. Uh, that connection, they need to figure that out to kind of unlock something else offensively that they're missing. Yeah, fellow Rivers at this point, it's a lot of check down and then like big shots and you would think the big shots would be working out for T.Y. Hilton but they just don't seem to be yeah alright next uh, Miami uh, Miami shut Tua. out the Jets uh, they are on a bye this week and then they are going to be starting Tua so Miami's 3-3 three and three, but uh, again two of those wins the Jets and the Jaguars uh, the other one was against San Francisco uh, but yeah two of their wins were the Jets and the Jaguars so um you know they're not they're not their their goal was not to uh you know win make the playoffs this year uh i i have to assume the plan was always to get two in at some point by week provides them the perfect time to do it fitzpatrick's been a great fill-in um they're making strides as a team but yeah uh it's two a time yeah um i mean he was two for two in you know garbage time so that's cool yeah i'm excited to see him yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see what it is. Aaron Donald has already been asked uh, to give advice. for So the, his debut will come against the Rams. And somebody today was asking Aaron Donald like what advice he would give to her for his debut. And his advice was, hold on to the ball for a while. Don't run too much. So hopefully <laughs> Tua doesn't listen to that. <laughs> uh, next. Minnesota. The Vikings got blown out by the Falcons. Uh, the Vikings season is done. The Viking season has gone down the tubes completely. Kirk Cousins is 
awful. Like he is especially bad this year. I can't. I'm, I was really surprised they didn't bench him this past week. I mean, he, he threw three picks in the first half against the so Falcons. Here's the problem, Jackson. Everything you're saying is exactly what um, you say right before Kirk Cousins goes on like a ten and zero run. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but so, like, so, yeah. this is. I don't know that he's really. Big. He. I don't think he's been this bad before though. Like one in five, and like just. This is especially. Uh, especially, I mean, last year he was bad enough that like Adam Thielen was willing to get up in his face and basically, you know, he did it again. Out on the side he did it again. They were yelling at each other again this past Sunday. Yeah. See, um, okay, see, here's the thing. I saw the clip of that. I assumed it was just people replaying the clip from last year. It looked the exact same. Yeah, no, they were yelling at each other again. Oh God, no. Yeah. Uh, Somebody get Adam Thielen out of this <laughs> mess. Um. Yeah, he, uh, he three picks in the first half against the Falcons. What is going on? So, so it's interesting what you said, like, because you, you made the comment of, like, man, Atlanta really can't defend anybody. Well, they can defend people who are willing to defend themselves. Yeah, I guess. But the, 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 the real answer as to why they're not benching him is because Sean Mannion is his backup. Yeah, no, like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Minnesota season's over. Yep. Uh, right. And finally? Baltimore. Baltimore um, almost blew that game to Philly. Uh, Lamar was great on the ground again. He he had some in, he had some insane highlight plays even through the air. Um, but they did kind of limit him passing um, for most of the game. Uh, not a great game through the air for him uh, overall. And uh, Philly held Mark Andrews to like eleven yards receiving. Um, so we've mentioned this for two straight weeks. This is the third straight week. I'm going to say that um, Baltimore has some stuff to figure out if they want to contend with. Uh, Casey, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee. Uh, you know, I mean, Baltimore is. Uh, I'd I'd put them like third right now behind Casey and Pittsburgh, probably, and and then kind of right there with Tennessee, maybe just a little bit better because um, you know Lamar's more dynamic. But um, you know, giving up like twenty eight point straight points, basically. Uh, I don't think it was twenty eight straight, but it was like twenty one straight. Um, yeah, some still some things. Uh, you know. We talked about going into this year, right? Baltimore needed to add some stuff at receiver, and it's just not really – they're just not really um, doing that. Marquise uh, has not really – besides staying on the field, which he wasn't able to do last year, it doesn't feel like he's added a lot to his game. Yeah, no. I mean, like, yeah, I wasn't necessarily expecting him to add anything to his game. I was expecting them to go out and get, like, a better possession guy yeah. underneath. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It, it's – You'd like to see him take a step forward. Um, coming off this bye, they will be facing the um, the Steelers. Yeah. Which, uh, so that that'll give us a pretty good idea of where they are. Yeah, I, I've got to say, yeah, that's yeah. Outside of the like Ravens Chiefs game, um, at this point, yeah, that's got to be my most anticipated game. Well, I mean, we haven't, I haven't been like truly excited for Ravens Steelers in a while. Um, and for a lot of the, especially the early 2010s for like the first five, six years, I mean, that was the best rivalry in the NFL. Um, you know, it started getting hard to watch after a while, you know, with all the, just how we <laughs> the concussion stuff. And yeah, no, like it was, it was a lot of concussions, a lot of concussions. Ga- g- games were like 12 to nine, it got tough after a little bit, but I, this year uh, I'm the most excited for it I've been in a while. Yeah, it, it was a lot of Heinz Ward cheap shot somebody, so Terrell Suggs cheap shot somebody, and it, it got bad there for a while. But it, it did. 
like now we have two really dynamic offenses and pretty good defenses. Yeah. So it's going to be an exciting game. It should be fun. Well, that's going to wrap up our picks for week seven. And thanks as always to Charles for joining me. Um, we'll be back next week with our picks for week eight. Sell the team. <laughs>